0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show One of the most favorite of all Westerns broadcast in the golden age of radio was Gunsmoke it was created by director Norman MacDonald and writer John Meston. Now, the stories take place in and around Dodge City, Kansas, during the settlement of the American West. The central character is lawman Marshall Matt Dillon, played by William Conrad on radio and James Ernest on television. The radio series ran from 1952 to 1961, and John Dunning wrote that among radio drama enthusiasts, Gunsmoke is routinely placed among the best shows of any kind at any time. And now, tonight's episode, entitled Ben Slade's Saloon.
2: Around Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of... Gunsmoke.
3: Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal.
2: Well, Chester?
4: It's another one, Mr. Dillon. Laying near his wagon. The horse was still hitched and was grazing.
2: Another stabbing?
4: Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Two buffalo hunters found him early this morning on the road leading out to Cimarron Crossing. We just brought him back. Who was he? His name was Jones. Les Jones. Been in town a couple of days buying supplies and
2: food. Where'd he come from? Well, some
4: of the boys told me he's got a little farm on up the Arkansas piece. Got a wife, too. Poor little thing, they tell me. Yeah.
2: You know anything more about him? He was at Tab
4: Slade's saloon last night playing faro. Drunk? we'd oh, had a belt or two, but not drunk. Did all right at the faro table. He must had $2,000.
2: $3,000 and a widow woman on the Arkansas River. Big pardon, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, nothing, Chester. The money's gone, of course. Yes, sir. Ask Doc to come down when he can with you, Chester. Right. Doc,
4: come down a minute. Mr. Dillon wants you. Coming! I'm coming.
2: Did Jones have a gun on him, Chester? We found a sharp special in his spring wagon. Uh-huh. He wasn't carrying
4: anything on him. It's outside. you want to see
2: it? Had it been fired? No, sir. Oh,
4: well,
5: good morning, Marshal.
2: Wanted to see me? I want to ask you a question, Doc. Yeah? There have been two stabbings in two months. Jones makes the third. You think the same person killed the other two?
4: Well, there's no way to be sure, but from the position of the wound and the body, and from the angle of the knife thrust, I'd say the killer all killers use the same... Doc,
2: response. I just wanted a simple answer. Yes.
4: I think the same person murdered all three men.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Any way of telling how long Jones has been dead?
4: Oh, well, I'm not a than man, but I'd say sometime after midnight, between three or four in the morning, maybe. And I'd also say from the amount of bleeding... Okay,
2: beating... Doc. <laughs> Chester? Yes, Mr. Dillon? Get Jones? my horse. I'm going to ride out to the Jones place. I figure Miss Jones will want to know. <laughs> Howdy, bub.
6: I live here. Where are you from?
2: I'm from Dodge.
6: Dodge? Meet you right all the way from Dodge? Sure. Get down and I'll water your horse.
2: All right. Yeah, here you are. What's your name, son?
6: Alvin Jones. My dad is Les Jones. I I guess you know him,
2: huh? Yeah, sure. I guess most everybody knows him. Uh, Your mother in the house?
6: Are you going to stay for dinner?
2: Well, oh, I don't think so. Is she in the house?
6: Yeah, she's there. Just go on up. Don't worry about your horse.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Alvin,
6: Alvin, stop that! Don't be It's out. not
2: Alvin, Miss Jones. Oh. Oh, I
7: am sorry. I thought it was my son.
2: My name is Dillon, Miss Jones, Marshall Dillon at Dodge.
7: Come in, Marshal. Thank you, ma'am. You care for some buttermilk, or maybe out here men don't drink buttermilk like they do at home. Well,
2: thank you, but nothing for me. Uh, uh Miss Jones, I've got some unpleasantness for you.
7: Yes?
2: It's about your husband. He's in trouble. I left Dodge four hours ago. I thought I should be the one to tell you.
7: He's hurt bad.
2: More than bad, Miss Jones.
6: I pulled the saddle off your horse,
7: mister.
0: Snake's
2: have a good one. Well, thank you, son.
7: Alvin, this is Marshal Dillon from Dodge.
0: The Marshal?
7: Uh... Alvin, your pa won't be home for a while, the marshal say.
6: Well, not for how long?
7: Well, I...
6: Well, not for how long, Ma?
2: Uh, not for quite a time, son. So uh, you'll have to run things a while longer.
6: Nick, so I can take care of Ma, all right?
7: Sure you can, Alvin. Uh, Would we'll you stay to eat?
2: No, 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 thank you, ma'am. I, I got to get back to Dodge uh, Ms. Jones, could yes, I?
7: Yes, Mr. Dillon.
2: Talk to the boy, Ms. Jones. Explain it so he won't be bitter. Too many gunfighters got their start from a killing like this.
7: I'll try, Mr. Dillon. I'll try. Good afternoon, ma'am.
4: Uh, make sure you got enough whiskey to finish the night. This thirsty weather. Oh, we've got plenty, Mister Slade. If no fight starts. That...
8: Oh, Mister Slade. Huh? huh? There's company coming. Marshal Dillon just walked in. Oh, uh,
2: set that bottle of rye up on the bar. Yes, sir. Howdy, Matt.
9: Join me in a drink. Oh, thank you. I will. What kind of drive? Been traveling?
2: Yeah, I've been up the river a bit to the Jones place. Jones? Tell his wife she's a widow. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Too bad. He was in here last night, wasn't he? Oh, yes. Matter of fact, he was. You wouldn't know anything about his being killed. Would you? What are you asking me, Dylan? Straight question. Are you saying I killed him? Just asked a question, Slate. I don't know anything. Someone knifed that, that man after he left here. He was taking a lot of money out of your place. You had a reason. I, mean, I wasn't even here last night. My partner Ben Ramirez was running the place. Where were you? I was with his sister. All evening? Till late enough. Where's Ben and his sister now? I don't know. Home, I guess. Well, I think I'll ride out and have a talk with them. And Slade. Yeah? If you have any big winners tonight, make sure they get home safe.
10: Huh? <laughs>
7: Very
2: foolish. You cannot see me? No, I can't see you.
7: Well, don't be mad at me. I'll come to where you are. You see, one side of the shadows, and here I am. What do you want?
2: I'm looking for Ben Ramirez.
7: He is not at home.
2: Or his sister.
7: <laughs> I am his sister. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't believe me?
2: What? Yes, ma'am, but I thought... You
7: thought I would be in the house? Why, when the night is so beautiful? You want to talk with me?
2: I want to talk with your brother.
7: But he's not here. So why not talk with me?
2: My name's Matt Dillon. I'm Marshal of Dodge.
7: I know. I've been wanting to meet you.
2: Yeah, I've come on business.
7: I like business. Talk with me.
2: Last night, maybe after midnight, a man was killed on the river road. Killed? By a knife stabbed in the chest.
7: Why do you tell me this?
2: He was carrying $3,000 he won at Slade's. And so? Uh, Tab Slade told me he spent last evening with you.
7: He came for dinner. He often does. He thinks he loves me.
2: Uh, your brother, was he here?
7: Bab Slade and Ben owned the saloon together. They're partners. They think at least one should be there all the time. Ben went down after we ate.
2: Did Slade, uh. Uh. W- was he here long?
7: Yes. Yeah. He's my fiancé. So it's all right. Isn't this Marshall?
2: Why, oh, that's your business, Miss Ramirez.
7: My name is Evelita. You could call me Eve.
2: When do you expect your brother?
7: I don't know what my brother does. He may be home soon. He may be late. I don't know. I've seen you when I've been in town, Matt Dillon. Yeah? I don't ride in often. Slade's such a fool. He and my brother don't like me to come to town.
2: Well, Dodge is rough, Miss Ramirez.
7: Always he has to protect me. <laughs> men are such fools. But Matt Dylan is not so. are you? You wouldn't keep me out of town? Well,
2: I, that's not my affair, Miss Ramirez. It'll be for your brother and Tab Slade to say.
7: Tab Slade thinks we will marry. Well, we won't. Because I don't love him. I don't love anybody, but I could. Maybe. Maybe.
2: And Ms. Ramirez...
7: Don't sorry. you find me attractive? Well,
2: well yes, I'm... Oh, a... why
7: don't you kiss
2: me? Well, well no, I didn't mean no. to. No. <sighs> Dylan?
11: I've got a gun pointed at the back of your head. Ben? Ben? I want to. Fooling with another man's fiancé isn't
10: smart, Dylan. Ben, please. He'll go inside.
11: right. Uh... Aren't you going to say anything, Dylan? What do you want me to say, Ben? Oh, By this time, most men will be crawling. You're a hard one,
2: Dylan. I can't fight a man who's behind me in the dark with his gun drawn.
11: There, is that better? You can see me now. It takes a small man to make love to another man's woman. You can't haze me into a draw. I'm not trying to. I don't want a gunfight. I just want to talk, Dylan. Uh, you're calling her. I saw Slade just a few minutes after you left this place. He told me you were trying to tie us with a murder. I said he was wrong and he came up here to get the straight of things. From what I saw a minute ago, he might have been right after all. You'd like his woman, so it'd be handy to have him out of the way. Is that
2: the way you figure it, Ramirez? Yeah,
11: that's the way I figure it. The
2: only reason I came to your place was to talk to you. I want to find the killer, of Mr. Jones, and thought you might be able to help. Well, you're not
11: going to get any information sniffing around Eve. What's your plan, Murray? I'll give you some advice, Marshal. Tab Slade's been a good friend of me, and I'll help him protect anything that's his. Eve's his, so stay away. You're not going to find a killer while you're saying pretty things.
2: Are you through? All right, then listen to me. You say Slade had nothing to do with those killings. I won't say he did because I don't know, but I'm going to find out who did it. And if it was Slade, I'll get him. Now, do I ride back to
11: town? Yeah, ride back to Dodge, Marshal. And uh, between here and where your horse is tied... Don't so much as twitch a finger.
2: I don't know whether you're a fool or a brave man, Ramirez, but... Just let me give you one bit of advice. Don't tire the wrong brand. It's easy to do. Just
11: walk away, Marshal. To your horse. And walk easy. Marshal. Yeah? If you find out who killed Jones,
2: let me know. I'll do that, Ben. I sure will.
3: We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment, but first...
7: Hello, I'm Kathy Lewis, the girl who plays Jane on My Friend Irma. Irma, tie this string around your finger to remind you that starting Sunday, we go on the air at 9.30 p.m. instead of 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. All right, Jane. Good girl. Now, what's that string to remind you of? To buy some more string. That's My Friend Irma, whom you can now hear on Sundays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time.
3: Remember, my friend Irma is now heard at a new later time on Sundays. Check your local schedules. Now, the second act of Gunsmoke. smoke) <laughs>
4: Dillon? Mr.
2: Dillon? Yeah? What? Who is it? It, It's Chester, Mr. Dillon. Oh, Chester? Wait a minute. What time is it?
4: Almost four in the morning, Mr. Dillon.
2: Four? Yes,
4: sir. I'm sorry to have to wake you, but you better get dressed and come right away. They've got Tab Slade.
2: Slade? Who's got Slade?
4: Some of the ranchers. They're going to lynch him right in front of his saloon.
2: Well, go and try and hold him for a minute. I'll be right along.
4: Yes, sir. Mission. Mr. Dillon's gonna have S- every one S- of you, up for no reason for you to get
2: hurt. All right, Chester, I'll take over. Marshal, we don't want to have trouble with you, but we're gonna hang Tab Slade. Yeah, right now. Harrison, you're too smart a man to be the head of a mob like this, and I'll tell your men to burke it up and go home. I'm sorry, Marshal, I can't do that. Slade killed another man tonight, and he's gonna pay for it. All right, now listen hey, right now. to me. All of you. If Tab Slade killed a man tonight, I'm gonna... He say... did. If you can prove Tab Slate killed a man tonight, I'll take him to jail and hold him there for trial. Marshal, Tab ain't gonna be alive to stand trial. Do you know Slade killed anybody? If one of these men lays a hand on Tab Slade, I'll start shooting. There'll be a lot of men dead. How about you, Marshal? Might be you get hurt, too. That's right, John. You could kill me, all right. But which of you is gonna shoot first? And die first. Huh? Well, which one? Chester? Yes, sir. Go pull Slade off that horse. Cut the ropes and take a gag out of his mouth.
4: Yes, Mr. Dillon.
2: And you men, don't anybody make a mistake. Don't you move a shadow? I just get down off there. Thanks, Mr. All right, Chester. Now, you and Slade walk back to the far side of the street, slow.
10: Yes, I tried to tell Come him on, I had you. nothing to do. The rest
2: of you just stand where you are, looking right here at me. First man so much as moves his eyes will be in real trouble.
10: We're
4: across the street, Mr. Gillis.
2: Good, Chester. Now, walk Slade down to the jail and put him in a cell for safekeeping. Now, Harrison, you and your boys head for home. And if you got any sense at all, forget to tell your families what you were almost a party to. Now, good night,
10: gentlemen.
2: (laughs) Chester, what happened tonight?
4: man named Olsen, a rancher, was at Slade's place. Gambling? Yes, sir, and he did pretty fair. He left around midnight and was found about two hours later. He'd been stabbed. His money was gone.
2: Uh, You talk with him?
4: Yes, sir. He just mumbled about having tried to be friendly. He said that several times, Mr. Dillon. Just being friendly. Then he said, I fired a couple of times. I think it hit.
2: You mean he hit whoever stabbed him? I think that's what he meant. Yeah. He say anything else?
4: Nothing.
2: Well, that's not much help in just that. He can't tell us any more. I'll talk with Slate and I'll bring him out. Huh? Yes, sir. Mr.
12: Dillon wants you, Slade. Matt, Matt, you gotta believe me. I don't know anything about
9: the killing, this one or any of the others. I don't
2: have to believe anything, Slade. I'll find out. But I didn't do it, Matt. Why is everybody sure you did? Why are they so sure that they're trying to lynch you?
9: Does a lynch mob have to
2: be sure of anything? Slade, before you came here to Dodge, you were a gunfighter. You had a bad reputation. You were in with the Kansas Raiders, sure, that's too. Right. The Raiders were killers and thieves. Some were. And when a man with your background goes straight, he's always suspect. But, Matt, I didn't have anything to do with the killing. What about this partner of yours, this Ramirez? I met him in Kansas. Him and his sister, we joined up and came out here. Thought we'd make good a team. Where's Ramirez now?
9: I don't know. Matt, please listen you to me. You're going to marry his me. sister? No. Yeah, Matt, I don't know. Why
2: isn't Ramirez around now that you're in trouble? <laughs>
10: please.
9: Maybe he
2: doesn't know. I don't know. He'd know by now. The news is all over Dodge. Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon? Put Slade back in his cell, then load your shotgun and keep a close watch on him. Well, where are you going, Mr. Dillon? I'm going to take a ride out to the Ramirez place. I want to have a talk Mm -hmm. with Mr. Ben Ramirez and his sister, Eve. (laughs) Stay where you are, Ramirez. It's late for a social call, Dylan. Why? You're still dressed? I was just going to turn in. Last time we talked, you had a gun in my back. Now your gun's on your hip, and i would be smart to keep it there. Am I going to try a shootout with you, Dylan? I wouldn't chance it, especially in this lamplight. There'll be no reason for anyone to draw. I just want the answer to some questions. What questions? Where's Eve? What do you want her for? I ask you a question, Ramirez. I want an answer. Where's Eve? She's in bed. Where was she around three this morning? Here, I suppose, asleep. I think you better get her out here, Ramirez. What's so important about Eve? A man was killed this morning, and I think she might have done it. You know what you're saying? Yeah, I know.
11: You're calling my sister a murderer. That's right.
2: If you're going for your gun, Ramirez, make sure you're ready to die. I told you before, I'm not a fool. But if I can trick you, I'll kill you. Don't try, Ramirez. Why do you say my sister killed a man? No hand around these parts would stop for anyone on the road at night. Not unless it was someone they knew or someone they didn't have to fear, like a woman. Like your sister. You don't know anything, Dylan. You're guessing wrong. I didn't know when I got here, but now I'm sure... What do you mean? The man who died tonight shot at and hit the person who stabbed him. There's no blood on you, but there's blood on the floor over there by the door. Blood that could have come from a gunshot wound. It doesn't prove anything. And there's blood on the table by you there. It's not blood, that's just a shuttle from the lamp. <laughs> Lamp won't light. Does it hurt, Ramirez? I hurt inside. Bad? I won't be around for the trial. Did she do it, Ramirez? Did your sister kill those men?
11: She's not my sister. She's my wife. Wife? Yeah, that's why she didn't marry Slate. She's in the other room. Hurt that
2: get a doctor for her. Ramirez? She's not good.
10: But I would love
2: to. She's got a horse. I saw your horse grazing when I topped that slope.
7: Matt, what are you going to do with me?
2: Take you back to Dodge. Have you up for trial.
7: There's no point. I wouldn't live long on horseback. I've bled too much already.
2: Yeah. Is there anything I can do to make you more comfortable?
10: No. Nothing.
2: Eve, can you tell me why? Why you killed four men?
7: For a very simple reason. I wanted the money they had. I wanted it very much. Not I've been thinking about my husband. Is he dead, Matt? Did you kill him? He
2: went for his gun, Eve. I, I killed him.
7: He was kind to me. I tried to love him, but I couldn't. I didn't love anything but money. Maybe that I could have loved. Oh, I'm sorry for everything. Huh? Yeah. It's very lonely. Would you do something for me? Sure. Would you hold my hand?
10: All right. Good. That's good. Very good. I'll just rest here a minute longer. And perhaps I can... Hide.
2: She lay there, her dark hair framing her face, the spring grass crushed by her body, a red stain across her silk blouse. The morning sun warmed the soft wind that moved across the land. Later that day, Eve Ramirez and her husband were buried on the outskirts of Dodge City, not far from the banks of the Arkansas River. And later that night, Dodge City was alive with saddle bums, ranchers, cattlemen, searching the dark of the Kansas night for excitement and life.
3: Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Special music for tonight's story was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in our cast were Georgia Ellis, High Everback, and Jack Crucian, with Richard Beals, and Morrison, and Herb Ellis. Parley Bear is Chester, and Howard McNear is Doc. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in... Gunsmoke. Don't miss Gangbusters and the Case of the Variable Blonde, later tonight on most of these same CBS radio stations. This is Roy Rowan speaking, and this is the CBS radio network.
1: tuned for Abbott and Costello, coming up next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Abbott and Costello, one of the most popular duo comedy teams in history through radio and television. The two comedians first worked together in 1935 at the Eltage Burlesque Theater, 42nd Street in New York. They became famous for their most popular act, Who's On First?, whose rapid-fire wordplay and comprehension confusion set the uh, framework for most of their best-known routines. Tonight's episode has them eyeing the possibility of opening a pet shop.
9: Costello program, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, brought to you by Camel, the cigarette of costlier, properly aged tobaccos. The Abbott and Costello program, with the music of Carl Hoff and his orchestra, our singing star Amy Arnell, and spotlighting that chunky, chubby little cherub, who, when caught putting corn in his Uncle Artie Stebbins' pocket because he heard him say he was going to meet a young chicken, calmly
10: said, I'm a baby!
8: Costello, Costello, what's going on there? What's the idea of bringing that dog in here? Where'd you get him? Huh? I say, where'd you get that dog? Why bring him in here?
12: Oh, I found him, Abbott.
8: Costello, do you realize we're running a first-class pet shop now? Get that dog out of here. Oh,
12: no, Abbott, I'm going to keep this dog. He's a genuine airplane dog. Uh,
8: An airplane dog?
12: Yeah, just look at his tail spins. Oh, stop.
8: (laughs) Costello, where'd you get that broken-down flea hound?
12: Abbott, how do you call this little dog a flea hound? He just took first prize at the cat show.
8: Now, wait a minute. How could he take first prize at the cat show?
12: He took the cat. He took... (laughs)
8: Costello, you take that dog right out of here now. Remember that. We don't want any mongrels in here with our other animals.
12: Abbott, don't make me chase this little dog away. He's taken the place of my other dog that died. His name was Corset.
8: Corset?
10: <laughs>
12: Corset? How did you happen to name the dog Corset? Because we tied him up in the daytime and we let him out at night. Oh.
10: <laughs>
8: I remember that dog you had, Costello. He was a duck hunt. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he?
12: Yeah, uh, one of those long dogs.
8: Yeah. How did he happen to die? It's
12: a sad tale, Abbott. What do you mean? He met his end going around a tree. Uh, going around... <laughs> well, I'd be ashamed... <laughs> I'd be ashamed to go anywhere with that much. Oh, uh, no, Abbott. Oh, uh, yes. This dog has class. He goes everywhere. He was at the UNO conference. He likes to hang around the big tree.
10: I, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please,
12: folks. Now stop this fool. Now, no more nonsense, Costello. Take it easy. Hey honest, Abbott. He's a very smart dog. I'll prove it to you. Susie, how much is one and one? (laughs) That's right, ain't it,
10: Abbott? Uh, Don't you know?
12: Now, Susie, how much is two and two? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on, Susie. Two and two is five. Come on. (laughs) That's better. Now, Susie, for the final test, tell Abbott what time it is. Quarter to seven right. Wait a minute Costello. Come here What kind of a dog is that? Do you remember that famous dog, Strongheart? Yes This is his brother, weak stomach I... Now, furthermore, Rabbit This is the kindest dog in the whole world Notice how he's got his tail curled up? What's he doing that for? He lets the fleas loop the loop
8: <laughs> Look, Costello, Don't bring any more broken-down animals please. Are you listening to me? I don't want you to bring any more broken-down animals into this pet shop. Now, get busy around here, now. Oh, answer that phone.
12: Abbott Costello's pet shop. Mr. Costello, do you have a greyhound? Yes, I do. Why don't you get on it and get out of town? (laughs) You know, that was a peachy joke. I'll pull it on Abbott. Hey, Abbott, do you have a greyhound?
8: No, but I have a setter.
12: You'll never get out of town that way. (laughs)
8: Oh, look, 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 Lou! Will you please stop this nonsense and get busy and (laughs) clean up this pet shop before a customer comes in? Uh, By the way, what did you do with those uh, newborn puppies?
12: I put them in a dog incubator.
8: You dope? We have no dog incubator.
12: What's that can in the backyard that says deposit litter here? (laughs)
10: That's a no
8: one. (laughs) You dummy, those little puppies will catch cold in the backyard. One of the puppies has a coal already Oh, then I want you to take that coal parlor And, and put it in that long rubber tube Place one in the tube in your mouth And one into the dog's mouth uh, You
12: understand that? Yeah And blow That's no good, I already tried it
8: huh? What happened?
12: The dog blew first <laughs> Oh, boy
8: Wait a minute Hello Evan Costello's pet shop Who? Mrs. Pike? Yes, yes I'll send Costello over What kind of a dog have you? Oh, a peek in ease. Okay, Mrs. Pike. Costello, I want you to go over and get a peek at Mrs. Pike.
10: And
12: <laughs> um, get a peek at Mrs. Pike? Uh, yes. Why can't I take a good look? I...
8: Listen, <laughs> you dummy.
12: I want you to go after Pike's Peak. What do you think I am, a mountain goat?
8: <laughs> you idiot, I want you to go to Mrs. Pike's
12: house for a peek in ease. Abbott, how dare you suggest such a thing? I might glance at her ankles, but I would never peek at her knees. <laughs> Where do you go? I gotta finish. I gotta finish washing this dog. What dog? You know, that little white dog, that, um, that there, the one that, um. Uh, spits? No, but he drools a little. I <laughs> <laughs> never
8: mind that, Costello. Now I have to come back for Mrs. Pikes. I want you to take care of Mrs. Uh, Murphy's chow. Her what? Her chow. How was is Mrs. Murphy's chow?
12: I don't know. I never ate at her house. <laughs>
8: no, Costello, you're thinking of the chow you chew. A what? You, you chew, you chew, you chew, you Gesundheit, chew. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. <laughs>
12: hey, you catch a call, but oh, I better ne- get that tube and put it in your mouth.
8: Oh, why did I ever go into business with you? You haven't done a thing in this pet shop since the day we opened it.
12: Oh, no? This morning I put a cage in the front window, and it's attracting more customers than anything you've done around the place.
8: You put a cage in the mm-hmm. front window? What's in it?
12: What's in it? Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> Go to the of that. Listen. I love you. Ouch! I love you. Ouch! <laughs> I love you. Ouch! I love you. Ouch! What in the... What in the world is that? <laughs> Two porcupines. Necking. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Carl Hoffman and the Camel Orchestra with "Come to Baby Blue."
8: Rover. Quiet, Fido. Costello. Costello, come here. Get busy now and take inventory of our animals here in the pet
0: shop.
12: Okay, I'll count them. Four dogs. Three cats. <laughs> Rabbits. <Yeah. laughs> Costello,
8: you didn't count that little rabbit in the corner.
12: He wasn't there when I started counting. Oh, yeah. Blood! <laughs> Blood! I must have blood. Gallons of blood! I got our blood. Are you kidding? <laughs> Who are you? Oh, just an old bloodhound.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
12: Hello, Evan Costello Pet Shop. Do you have a giraffe in your pet shop?
10: <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
12: laughs>
10: yes, we have.
6: We'll send it right over. I'm in the mood for a long neck.
12: <laughs> That's so it. I'm going home.
6: What are you going
8: home for?
12: To get a laugh. I haven't had one in two lines. Oh, two pages.
8: Will you stop this, Costello, and wait on that man that just came in?
12: Yes, sir. Okay. How do you do? What can I do for you? Say, uh, buddy, I'd like to buy a canary. <laughs> a canary. <laughs> a canary. <laughs> a canary? No, a A parrot. <laughs> You know, I think you're giving me the bird. <laughs> now, look, I, I want to buy a parrot that talks and talks and talks for 24 hours a day. And when he gets tired of talking, I want him to scream at the top of his voice and call me all the names you can think of. What do you want with a parrot like that? Well, my wife's gone away, and I'm lonesome.
10: <laughs> well, we'll
8: deliver the parrot in the morning. Now, can we call you a taxi?
12: Oh, no thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'll ride my pink elephant home. <laughs> I'll run and jump on his back. Here I go. <laughs> Miss him every time. Oh, forget him.
8: Get busy, Costello. Costello, do you mm-hmm. hear me? Mm-hmm. What are you standing there looking in that cage for?
12: Gee, this is cute, Abbott. What do you mean? Four little skunks are playing bridge.
8: Four little skunks are playing bridge?
12: Yeah, they're playing for a tenth of a cent. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Costello, look who's coming in the door. Why, it's Bessie Mucho. Hello, Bessie. Hello,
5: boys. I came in to buy a young wire-haired doogie. A young wire-haired
8: doogie?
12: Ah, Abbott, you know what a doogie is. That's a young poopy A puppy, <laughs> poopy
10: I'd
5: like to get a playmate for the little doogie um, Would you suggest a Siamese
12: cot? No, doogies don't like cats. Why don't you get a guinea poog Or some little white
10: meese? I'll
12: send my bootler over for the doogie in a toksy cove. Don't bother, Miss Mucho I'll bring it over myself on the soon set booze.
10: <laughs> oh,
5: thank you very much. And a bonus notice to you.
12: And a pair of old snowshoes to you, too.
10: <laughs> oh, oh, I.
5: Sorry I ran into you, sir.
12: Oh, that's all right, Lossie. The pleasure was all mine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out of here. Go on. Get
8: up. Get up. <laughs> well, if it isn't. This is our friend Scotty Brown. What can we do for you, Scotty?
12: You can in the back a dog?
10: <laughs>
12: I used to have a dog, but dogs are such a sneaky lot.
8: What do you mean, dogs are sneaky?
12: Well, my neighbor used to throw meat over the fence to the dog, and that darn dog would beat me to it every time.
10: <laughs>
12: well, I got to be getting home to my wife i got a box here for a nice box of fresh marshmallows. Scotty,
8: I can't imagine you buying marshmallows for your
12: wife. Oh, it's the thriftiest candy I can buy. Before my wife eats the marshmallows, she powders her nose with them first. (laughs) Oh, good day, Lord.
8: Oh, Costello, catch that cat and put him in a cage. What is he doing running all over the store to the other cats?
12: Nothing, Abbott. I just sold him. He's going around breaking his engagements. Uh, (laughs) Hurry up. (laughs) Costello. Here, come,
8: here comes Mrs. Niles.
6: Oh, hello, Mrs. Oh, hello, Niles. Oh, Mr. Avon. Ma, you have such a lovely pet shop here. But I just can't help laughing at the stuffed baboon in the front window. <laughs> oh, pardon me, that's Costello.
10: <laughs>
12: uh, hello, Mrs. Niles. I see you have company with you. Who are those two people looking over your shoulder? <laughs> pardon me, that's your ears. <laughs>
10: Quiet.
6: Quiet, Costello.
8: What can we do for you, Mrs. Niles? Well,
6: I'm going away for the weekend, and I want to leave my little dog to board with you while I'm away. Come here to Lulu and say hello to the boys.
8: <laughs> what kind of a dog is that, Mrs. Niles?
12: She's a doberman pincher. A doberman what? Pinscher,
8: uh, pincher. pincher.
12: Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? You are me a pincher. Do you behave
8: yourself? Mrs. Niles. This dog doesn't look uh, like a full blooded Doberman.
6: Well, I paid $1,000 for the dog. She's part Doberman and part Bull.
8: What part is Bull?
12: The part about the $1,000. Th- wow! Quiet Costello. That's a good joke if it comes out. Mr. Rabbit. Wait a minute. Go back and do it over. I think. What th- part is Bull? The part about the $1,000. Continue. Oh. Quiet Costello. Mr.
6: Rabbit. I'm leaving this dog with you, and I'm going to hold you personally responsible for
10: her. If anything happens to Tallulah,
6: I'll come back here with the police and close up this place. This dog is just like my own little baby, aren't you, darling?
10: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mother.
9: Camel's lovely Amy Arnell brings you the popular favorite.
13: You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. You're never satisfied until the teardrop starts. I tried to shower you with love and kisses. But all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging. My poor heart is sagging. The way you toss my heart around, a crying shame. I'll bet you wouldn't like it if I did the same. You're only happy tearing all my dreams apart. You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. I try to shower you with love and kisses. But all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging. My poor heart is sagging. The way you toss my heart around a crying shame. I'll bet you wouldn't like it if I did the same. You're only happy tearing all my dreams apart. You won't be satisfied. Your love won't be denied. You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. Chickory
10: Chick,
12: Chickory Chick, chala Chalak Chickory. Costello, Costello, what are you doing? I'm trying to sing Mrs. Niles' Dog to sleep. Now go to sleep. Tallulah? Chicory chick, chala, chala oh,
10: oh!
12: <laughs> Hey, yeah, but that darn dog bit me Where did he bite you? Between a chicory chick and a chala, chala Now,
8: Stella, you don't know how to handle dogs You have to teach the dog by imitation
12: What do you mean, imitation?
8: Well, if you want the dog to sit up, you sit up first and show him how it's done
12: Oh, I did that I showed the dog how to sit up and what happened? The dog patted me on the head and stuck a dog biscuit in my mouth
8: Put that dog out in the kennel in the backyard
12: No, Abbott, no she nearly froze out there last night.
8: Now, don't be silly. It wasn't cold last night.
12: Oh, no? Well, at midnight, she came in and put on a suit of my long underwear. You
8: idiot. How could a dog wear a suit of your long underwear?
12: She found out how to work those hinges. <laughs>
8: <laughs> hey, hey, look, Costello. It's Mrs. Niles, French maid, Fifi LeBlanc. Oh,
6: hello, Monsieur Abbott, and you cute little man, Monsieur Costello. Fifi, oh. come here and kiss your poor old
12: father. <laughs>
5: Ah, uh, why do you always pretend you love me, Monsieur Costello? You never give me anything. Gee, I wouldn't know what to give you. You have so much of everything. <laughs> and besides, I... Didn't I take you to Siro's last night? Yes, but why didn't you take me inside?
10: No,
8: <laughs> listen, you two, we have work to do around here. Is there anything we can do for you, Fifi?
5: Oh, oh yes. I have a message for Mrs. Niles. She forgot to get a license for her dog, Tallulah.
8: Well, we'll take care of it right away. Costello, take Mrs. Niles' dog down to the city hall and get a license.
12: Fifi, will you drive me down to the city hall?
8: Costello, you have your own car. Why do you want to ride with Fifi?
12: Don't mind him, folks. He still believes in the Easter Bunny.
8: <laughs> Costello, get out of here and get that dog license.
12: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
5: License Bureau. Oh, hello, Mother. Yes, I'll be home for dinner early tonight. No, there aren't many people coming in for the marriage licenses today. I guess all the girls are waiting to become June brides. Oh, I have to hang up, Mother. A young man just came in the door. Goodbye. Good afternoon.
12: Is this the place where you get a license? Yes, it is. Where is the lucky little girl? Oh, she's out in the hall. She's sniffing around. Well, a
5: lot of them don't like the smell of the place It's a pretty old building Now, uh, what are your names? My name is Lou Costello, and her name is Tallulah I will bet she's happy that you're getting the license Uh Uh-huh,
12: she licked my hand
5: Licked your hand? Yeah, then she leaned down and drooled on my shoes Uh, She certainly must love you Uh, What does she look like?
12: She's a sort of chocolate brown (laughs)
5: Chocolate brown? Mm Mm-hmm Oh, well, I suppose she spends a lot of time in the sun Uh, Tell me more about her Is uh, she the dainty type? Not exactly
12: Her ears are too long They hang down in her food when she's eating (laughs) You're kidding now Oh, no We have to pin her ears on top of her head with a clothespin
5: (laughs) Well, as long as you love her Mm -hmm. I... I do hope there'll be some little ones Yeah, and if there is, I'm going to keep all the males What? I'm going to keep all the males What about the females? I'll give them to the neighbors (laughs) Well, I suppose it's people's own business what they do Now, uh, for the final question, how old are you? I'm 28 How old is Tallulah?
12: I think she's about six or seven
5: (laughs) Mr. Costello, are you a hillbilly?
12: I'm sorry, she's much too young Now you'll have to bring her father and mother in I can't do that Her mother ran away with a boxer. And the last we heard of her father, he was hanging around the back door of the backstage bar eating out of the garbage cans.
10: Doesn't she have
12: any other relatives in town? Yeah, she had nine pups last month. Oh! Oh! What was wrong with her? Costello, I'm glad you're back. Mrs. Niles is here and wants her dog. Yes, Costello, where is Tallulah? A terrible thing happened. I left the dog outside the license bureau, and when I come out, she was gone. Oh. Yes. Why, you little idiot. I'll sue you for this. I'll... Just a minute. Just a minute, Mrs. Niles. I'll get you another dog. I'll get you a bird dog. Oh, what do I want with a bird dog? I have no birds. Well, then I'll get you a sled dog. I have no sled. I'll get you a bloodhound. Try and get out of that one.
10: <laughs> Listen
6: to me, Costello. If you don't find my dog by midnight tonight, I'll have you sent to Alcatraz. Remember? Have my dog, Tallulah, back at my house tonight,
12: or
10: else.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Gee, Abbott, (laughs) I can't walk any further. We've searched every street in this town, and here we are now, way out in the country. We'll never find that dog in the dark.
8: Yes, we will. Just stick close to me. Oh! Costello, that sounded like a wolf.
12: It can't be a wolf. We're too far from Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> hey, look, Costello.
8: Here are our dog tracks. They lead down this path to the old, deserted house in the trees.
12: I'm not going to that house, Abbott. Everybody says that house is haunted. Now,
8: don't start that stuff, Costello. I told you before that a ghost is nothing but a myth. A myth? Yes. You know what a myth is, don't you?
12: Yeah. A myth
8: is uh, an unmarried girl. Oh. oh. What do you talk, sense? Knock on the door.
12: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a sign on the door. What does it say? It says, Dear Milkman, leave two quarts of blood. Uh, <laughs> Abbott, let's get out of this place. Here, I- I'll open the door. Come on,
8: let's go in. Gee, it's dark in here.
12: What's that noise, Abbott? Ooh, that's nothing
8: but an old clock ticking. Uh, sure, that's all it is. Just an old clock. <laughs> what was that? 11.30. oh. <laughs> Oh, well, that was just a street child someplace. <laughs> call the dog, Costella. Call the dog.
10: Oh, Tallulah! Oh,
12: Tallulah! Abbott, somebody just called back to me. Well, that was
8: your record again, you dummy.
12: Try it again. You'll see. Oh, Tallulah! Oh, Tallulah!
8: See, Costella, try it again.
12: Come here, doggy. Come here, doggy. This is your friend, Louie. Very glad to know you. <laughs> I want to know, Abbott. I'll see you later. Come back. Come back here, Costello.
8: That was the little barking. The barking came from that closet. I'll open the door and you catch the dog when she
12: comes out. Go ahead. Watch what you're grabbing.
10: Please. (laughs) Ken Niles,
12: what are you doing in this deserted house?
8: Yes, wait a minute. And you've got your wife's dog with you. Uh, What's behind all this, Ken? Speak up.
9: What are you up to? All right. All right. I'll tell the truth. Come on, tell the truth. (laughs) I gotta tell somebody Come on, tell us You see, my wife is a vegetarian Every day in our house is a meatless day
12: She never gives me anything but spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, string beans, and parsley Oh, this guy's a regular victory garden with suspenders
9: (laughs) And finally, I couldn't stand it any longer The vegetables were driving me crazy At last, my mind
10: snapped (laughs) Oh,
8: come on, come on, get to the
10: point Get to the point, Niles
8: why did you bring the dog to this
9: deserted house? I, I didn't bring her here. She, she followed me.
12: That's silly, Niles. Why should the dog follow you?
9: I stole her bone. <laughs> <laughs> Alan and we'll be back to Camel Cigarettes in just a moment. And now, tonight's salute to the
3: men in the armed forces who won through to victory. Tonight, we hail the men of the 89th Middle West Division, heroes of Bingen, Eisenbach, and Central Germany, who overran scores of Nazi cities and captured more than 20,000 prisoners. Since the beginning of the war, the makers of camels have sent more than 150 million free camels to our fighting men overseas. But now, with demobilization in progress, free camels are sent to servicemen's hospitals instead. This week, the camels go to U.S. Army AAF Regional and Convalescent Hospital, Fort George Wright, Spokane. U.S. Naval Hospital, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, U.S. Marine Hospital, Galveston, Texas, Veterans Hospital, St. Cloud, Minnesota, and Veterans Hospital, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in your honor, men of the Middle West Division.
9: Camel broadcasts go out to the United States twice a week, our rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are stationed and to our good neighbors in Central and South America. And I'll hear Bud and Lou with the final word.
8: Well, Costello, you finally solved the case
12: of the missing dog. Ah, but that was nothing. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you will wait until after the program, I'll tell you about how I helped J. Edgar Hoover capture a ring of spies.
10: No, no, not that! Anything but that! Oh, he's the biggest liar in the world! Let me out of here! <laughs> hey, wait a minute.
8: Hey, look, Lou. Costello, it's your old friend Mullenhead, sitting in the audience.
12: How do you like that? I thought the moon was coming up. <laughs> smart, Costello. Why do you insist upon trying to make people think? given the impression that you're smart and intelligent. You couldn't even give me the answer to the most elementary riddle. I'll try you. What's the difference between a girl, a soldier, and a water pistol? I don't know. You don't know. All right? A soldier faces a potter, and a girl potters her face. What's the water pistol for? That's for a little squirt like you. <laughs> <laughs>
10: Good night, folks.
12: Good night. Good night, Debbie. <laughs> for
9: another great Abbott and Costello show brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, try camels in your tea zone. See if they don't suit your taste, your throat to a T.
10: C-A-M-E-L-S
9: Millions of men, women and children in Europe and Asia today face starvation. You can help by eliminating all waste of foods in your home. By turning in all of your used fats and by producing and preserving all food possible through home gardening and canning. Share a meal, save a life. Be sure to listen at this very same time next week for another Abbott and Costello show for Camel Cigarettes. Thursday night is All-Star Night on NBC. Stay around now for Rudy Valley over most of these stations. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant good night for Camel. This is NBC, the national
1: broadcasting company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Let George Do It, followed by Duffy's Tavern. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer.